God is good. And all the time. See, I need y'all to help me out this morning. I come from uh, the traditional black church. Uh, call and response. Uh, and, and for some of us in the traditional black church, we believe in embodied worship. Uh, where, where, where it's not only coming from our mouths, but our body is also doing the work of worship. And we, we saw it in our ancestors. Our ancestors believed in movement. They worshiped as they walked to the poles. They worshiped as they protested. Their feet did the worship. And so we believe in embodied worship. We believe in call and response. So sometimes you may hear somebody shout out, hallelujah, amen. You just push them and just say, yes, 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 even if you're not there yet. Or you may see someone jump up out of their seat and shout. You also push them and encourage them. And you may not be there yet. But we thank and praise God that we are a community of worship, um, that worship in so many different ways. But I just wanted to offer the way that I'm used to worshiping uh, so that we all can be free, free in this worship, in spirit and in truth. I'm so excited to be worshiping with you and to preach this, uh, this good word today. You know, I was, uh, I was at Trevor Noah's show uh, last night. I love me some Trevor Noah. I, and, and I was there, and I realized, I said, you know, it is so interesting how, how similar our professions are. <laughs> he literally gets up. He was up there for an hour. Gets up, and he is making all of these jokes, speaking to these people. And I said, I got to do that tomorrow morning. I may not be as funny as Trevor Noah, but the interesting thing is Trevor Noah, he, as he was uh, uh, speaking and, and throwing all of these jokes, he was with the audience. And what he was doing relied on the audience. He was joking with the audience. And so this morning, I am preaching with you. And so I invite you. If something sounds good to you, say something about it. <laughs> Not for my sake, but for the preaching moment that we all can be a part of what God is doing in this moment. Okay, let's get to the word, all right? Let's get to the word. Our scripture lesson comes from John chapter 15, verses <clears throat> 1 through 11. And it reads like this, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me, I in them, 
bear much fruit, because apart from me, you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Can you pray with me? God, we thank you. We thank you for this time to dive into your word. And we just pray that you would just Distract us from all distractions. God, that you would increase yourself and decrease me, that we may hear what says the Lord. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I remember as a young boy traveling uh, to Montrose, Mississippi. That is where my grandmother and all my aunts and uncles lived. And, and my grandmother had this beautiful home down in the country of Montrose, Mississippi. And in her yard, she had this beautiful plum tree. This plum tree produced the best plums I've ever tasted in my life. And as a child, my cousins and I, we would run outside just so that we can climb to the top of the tree to get the best plum. Because somehow the best plums were at the very top of the tree. And that's a sermon in itself, working to the top of the tree to get the best <laughs> of the best. But we, we fought each other to get to the top of that tree to get the plums that tasted so delicious. And every now and again, we would see our grandmother coming out of the house with her work clothes on, and she would go and tend to that tree. She would love on that tree so well. It was the only tree that produced fruit in her yard. And she would come out, and she would come with these large scissors. I mean, not the safety scissors you find with kindergartens, but these were some big scissors. And she would go, and she would cut off these branches that... That, that seemed like they were beginning to rot or cut off these branches that seemed like they weren't producing much fruit. And she did this so that one day uh, they may bear more fruit or that another piece would have the strength in order to bear the fruit that it needs or the, have the strength that it needs to bear the fruit. She loves this tree so much, but at one point she became sick. And she was unable to tend to this tree like she used to. And there was no one else really to tend to it like she could. And so the tree ended up dying. 
some of us, some of us know this story too well in our own lives. We have tried everything we could to take care of our tree. But something happened. Something happened that hindered us from tending to the tree well. Depression might have hit. Some ailment might have hit. Low self-esteem might have hit. Relationship problems might have hit. A shutdown might have hit. And somehow, while depending so much on taking care of our own tree, we have failed in the process. But Jesus here offers us a remedy. We have failed ourselves tricked ourselves into thinking that we have such the ability to keep it all together. To keep it all from dying. Yet we find out that sometimes we are the ones who have put it to death. Sometimes we find out that we are the reasons why this group is dying or why this is dying. And Jesus says, listen, I am the true vine, not you. Jesus says, my father is the vine grower, not you. You are the branch. And your job, your calling, your ability to live well is by abiding in me. If you want to thrive, abide in me. It is in abiding in Christ where we are able to do our best work. We are able to not just be present or in the number, uh, but where we are able to truly show up. Because at Southeast Raleigh Table, we believe in what? Showing up where we are able to show up for ourselves, show up for our neighbors, and show up for God. We are living in a world where everyone believes they are the true vine, <laughs> where they are the vine grower, thinking what we do is the end-all, be-all, thinking that we can handle it all and make decisions for other people and ruin and destroy lives because we want to divide and build walls. But Jesus, Jesus is saying, no, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> My father and I, we are the ones that call the shots. A apart from us, apart from us, you can do nothing. Apart from the vine and, and the keeper of the vines, you can do nothing. No matter how hard we try, without Christ being the center, without us being connected to the vine, the true vine that gives us the energy, the spirit, the joy that we need in order to carry on in the world, we can do nothing. The New Year's resolutions that, you, that you, you proclaimed a few weeks ago, you can't do that without the vine. We can do nothing without God. 
But with God, we can do all things. We can do the impossible. And everything you need, everything you desire to thrive, it is in the vine. And the work we do, the spirit we carry will prove who or what we are connected to. What is giving you joy? Or what is making you run away from it all? What is giving you life? Or what is draining life from you? What is offering you peace that surpasses all understanding? Or what is it that is bringing nothing but chaos and disruption in your life? Who or what are you connected to? But if we are connected to the vine, what we produce will taste good. And what we produce will be pleasing to God's sight. You can only be power if you are connected to the powerful one. You can only be joy if you are connected to the one who has all the joy. You can only be peace if you are connected to the one who is peaceful. You can only be bold and confident if you are connected to the one who is bold and confident. Who are you connected to? Who have you allowed into your space to drain what God has placed in you? And sometimes, sometimes in order to, to figure these things out, we got to talk to somebody. Therapy is good. Therapy is good. Because we are somehow allowed to, uh, to go into our souls and see the work that needs to take place in order for us to do the work. Some people say, oh, just pray about it. Counseling is prayer. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, pray about it. <laughs> but counseling is prayer. Because sometimes, sometimes we want to so badly be connected to the vine that we cannot find the branch to connect ourselves because pain is hiding us from the branch. Because depression is hiding us from the branch. Because the baggage in the past is hiding us from the branch. And sometimes we just need to see the branch so we can connect it to the vine. And we can only see those moments, those, those opportunities to connect when we talk it out. So that we can see where where can I plug the source in? Where can I get a, a, a taste of the goodness of God? And sometimes, so I've recently just uh, uh, began counseling. And I will be honest, sometimes uh, these counseling sessions can prick you. <laughs> My Lord, that ain't me. <laughs> they can prick be, because you are faced with who you really are. And you're stripped from the lie that we have been telling ourselves. The lie that we have been telling other people to show up in the world. 
where we show up with our chests poked out and we go away hunched over because we've given our all in these communities but have not tended to our own souls. And Jesus says, you got to be connected to me, the vine, in order to show up well in the world. So when you have your chest poked out in the world, you can have your chest poked out also behind closed doors. But we have to be willing to do the work. It may hurt. It may hurt while looking for what you need to connect to. And sometimes we can blind ourselves to the low-hanging fruit that hinders us from doing our best work. And God, the vine grower, may be pruning you. And being cut doesn't always feel good. I just got stitches, y'all. That's why I'm in this big boot here. I just got cut. And let me tell you, being cut doesn't feel good. And it hurts even more when they have to put that wound back together again. And some of us, God is pruning. And it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. But no, it is not in vain. Because the pruning that you are experiencing, the hurt that you are experiencing, it is so that you can bear much good fruit. Because people are waiting to taste and see that God is good. And sometimes the only goodness that they will receive from God is from your own mouth. It's from the, own, the, the only thing that you do. I'm almost done. Sometimes we cannot present our best selves. We have failed to produce what is actually within us. And there's so much in us that we have not yet tapped into. But God is saying, if you tap into me, <laughs> you will somehow tap into the treasures that are within you. And you will see the gifts that God placed inside of you even while he was knitting you in your mother's womb. But we have to connect ourselves to be our best selves to the one who knows what is best. Brothers and sisters, let us read scripture and get to know the one who is bananas for us. The one who gave up his life for us on a tree to bear good fruit. Let us talk and spend time with the creator of the world who holds time in his hands. Let us be still and know that God is God and allow the vine grower the keeper of the vines, great God Almighty, to work on us so that the work we do is true and genuine. We have to ground ourselves in Holy Spirit. 
For me, it's singing. I have a joy for the African-American spiritual. I studied them all throughout uh, college. And it's just something that allows me to connect with God, to connect to my community, and to connect with my ancestors. And so whenever I begin to sing, even in private or performing before people, this is what I imagine. Before I hit that first note, I imagine God before me, breathing inside of me. And as I inhale that breath that, God's, that God breathes out, the Ruach, blowing inside my own lungs, going down to my diaphragm, expanding my diaphragm. And the same breath that was breathed into me, I breathe out from that diaphragm up to those lungs, and I breathe the breath that God breathed into me out into the world so that people can experience the beauty, the joy that God has placed inside of me. And sometimes we can get stingy with what God gives to us. We can. I had a music professor, sometimes I would take that deep breath and I wouldn't sing fully out. And he says, diaphragm, diaphragm, breathe, breathe, sing. And sometimes we're so stingy, the very thing that God has breathed into us, we put to the side and save it for later. Ah, we may need that for later. And so then we breathe out just a little bit of what God has given us. And then when we show up, it doesn't seem too genuine and and authentic because we haven't given all of what God has placed inside of us. But God is saying, I am a God of abundance. You need not hoard the joy that I give to you, the peace that is in your home. You need not hoard that, but offer it out into the world. Sing a new song and breathe out what God has breathed inside of you so that people can experience the joy that God has blessed you with the peace that is deep down within you because people want to experience joy. People want to experience peace. And sometimes they only experience it through you. I'm reminded of Dr. King. Uh, There's a story that uh, when King would would become uh, uh, weighted down by Uh, the vicissitudes of life. (laughs) When when, when things in life uh, 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 were just too heavy for him, as he did the work of justice on the front lines, the drum major for justice, they say, I don't know how true it is, but they say he would sometimes call one of the greatest singers uh, in the world who uh, lived in Chicago just about a mile from my home, Mahalia Jackson. And he'd say, Mahalia, sing that song for me. And she'd say, okay, Martin. And she'd sing, precious Lord, take my hand. Lead me on and let me stand. I am tired. 
I am weak and I am wrong. Some say lone, meaning lonely. Through the storm and through the night, lead me on to the light. Take my hand, precious Lord, and lead me home. King understood that he needed to ground himself to be connected to the vine, to tend to his soul in order to do the work that was needed in America at the time. There's work that needs to be done in America at this time, in the world at this time. And it is dependent on you, on us, to be connected to the source, connected to the vine, in order to do the work that is needed in the world. As I close, people are looking for us to show up, not to pat them on the back, not to feel sorry for them, not to give them a pity party, but they are looking for us, for all of us to show up and to be present and to do the work, the work of justice. To bear fruit that won't rotten their teeth. To bear fruit that won't turn their stomachs sour. But we have to be connected to the true vine so that we can show up for the single mom or the single dad. So that we can show up for the child at Bug Elementary for the teachers at Bug Elementary, so that we can show up for the students at St. Augs, so that we can show up for our neighbors, show up for ourselves, and show up for God. And sometimes when we fail, God has a way of redeeming us. God has a way of offering us grace so that we can try one more time. That tree that died in my grandmother's front yard, somehow, somehow, I don't know if it was the squirrels or the raccoons or what, but the seeds from some of those plums got into the ground, and another plum tree began to rise. Sometimes the fight seems difficult. And sometimes trees die along the way, but seeds have been planted, and we have to tend to our tree so that they can live as long as possible so that we can do the best work while we can. Thanks be to God. Pray with me. O giver of all life, O vine grower and keeper of the vine, O beautiful vine, the one from whom we find our strength, 
our joy, our peace, and salvation for the world. We thank you. We thank you because in moments of difficulty, you have continued to give us the energy, the grace, the love, the hope in order to persevere. You have continued to pour into us as we have poured into the world. God, just as you have given yourself up for us, I pray that you would encourage us to give up ourselves for neighbor, that we will understand that we are connected, that this vine stretches. And if there's something wrong with one branch, another branch fills it. And so God, let us learn to become one. Let us learn to do the work to become connected to the source. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen.